0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Just a quick word uh, for the children, and maybe for some of the adults. Does it sound a little gross that it says Jesus spat or he spit on the ground and made clay and and he put it in the eyes? Is that not really? Uh, it's not what we think when we think about miracles but how did God create humans in the very beginning? what was it said in Genesis? what did he do? no, no, he not <clears throat> we don't know what did he do? He, he, he did something with his hands huh? yeah, but how did he create humans? how did he create Adam and Eve? he made clay, how do you make clay? from, from what? from the dirt. So he was, he, he made clay in the very beginning from the dirt in order, in order to create Adam and Eve. But here we see Jesus Christ doing something very similar to what was done in the very beginning. He was again creating. It was said about this man that was blind. It's not that his eyes didn't work. It's that he didn't have eyes. He was born without eyes. So There was just empty, emptiness there. So he created again, eyes for this individual. And today's readings are about uh, the month of Tuba. I've said it every week. What are the readings of Tuba about? Baptism. 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 Because we celebrate this month the Epiphany uh, and the baptism of our Lord, God, and Savior Jesus Christ. So every week there is something speaking about baptism. And of course, today is speaking about baptism in the sense of the man who was born blind, received his sight just as when we are baptized we receive our spiritual sight there are other words for baptism called illumination we are illuminated we are enlightened and what that means is that the spirit uh, the Holy Spirit comes within us and recreates us regenerates us recreates us and regenerates us it's unfortunate though That most baptized Christians are never taught about the great spiritual depth of baptism yes we talk about baptism we talk about the symbols we talk about uh, you know how in it we are recreated we are justified we are refreshed we are born again we are born new uh, but in our minds baptism is not very important and I'm not saying you as individuals I'm saying collectively in all the churches in all that we do baptism is not important and that is not only unfortunate but it is to our um, it, it becomes a problem for us in our whole understanding of what it means to be part of the church and what we are called to do what when you go to a church any church where is the baptismal font in, in the beginning or we can say it's in the back how big is the room how many people can you fit in the room of the baptism the family maybe so it becomes Not a church event when somebody is baptized becomes a private family matter, which is the first problem. And why do I say the church, all the churches are are in the same boat Because all the churches build their baptismal fonts very small and in the back of the church. I went to a Catholic church the other day. It's right there, right at the end of the carpet. You find a, a huge the baptismal font both for children and for adults right there in the middle of the church this is how structurally, architecturally we show the importance of the events we show the importance of the liturgy and it's also a reminder for everybody that I was baptized I remember my own baptism not only is it become a small private event but because it's a small room we don't invite anyone we don't, invite, we don't invite the church. It's not like a wedding, even though it can be argued it's probably much more important than a wedding. You can get into the kingdom of God with baptism. You can't get into the kingdom of God with a wedding. And some people lose the kingdom of God, forgive me, after they get married. But the events are completely reversed in our minds. The priests, we are burdened with praying a one and a half hour liturgy it's called the liturgy it's also not this but we have one an hour and fifteen minutes if you can do it quickly but nobody comes for the entire service the parents especially if this is the third kid fourth kid you know you can't get everybody to the church by 7 a.m. in the morning so what ends up happening is even the parents and the child uh, don't make it on time now the child, of course, is not going to hear understand. We say the child doesn't understand. Okay, but you were baptized when you were a child. And you probably didn't understand. But now is the time for you to understand. Now is the time for you to know what is going on. So as adults, we have to. We have to go and pray liturgies of, uh, of the baptism liturgy to remind ourselves of, of what we promised in our baptism or of the blessing that was given to us in our baptism. with with baptism being so small in our minds in the church unfortunately it becomes small in our lives Monday through Saturday until we come back long ago baptisms were done on one day of the year on Easter, on Easter night and it was an event that the whole church took part in. And the whole church was overjoyed, not only for the children that were baptized, but for also the adults who had joined the church and were entering into the church. Yes, we know that we have been baptized, but when we, when we think about it in our day-to-day life, it, it, it doesn't come to the front, it doesn't come to the forefront. Baptism has to be a permanent reality. What, what's a permanent reality? Every time I look at my kid, I say, I'm a father. Right? There's never a time where I forget that I have kids. It's a permanent reality. It's a permanent part of my life. I'm always reminded that I am a father. I'm always reminded that I am a husband. I'm always reminded that, that I am a child, a, 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 a son. These are permanent realities. The other permanent reality has to be our baptism. Surely we've all been baptized, but when we cease to comprehend it as the door leading to new life and as the power to fight for this new life's preservation and growth within us, when we forget about it, then that life just kind of becomes secondary. It is for us first and foremost a sacrament of rebirth, of regeneration, of recreation. It is for us our personal resurrection. It is for us our personal Pentecost. It is for us our personal epiphany, if we can say in this sense, like Christ when he was baptized, the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. This happened to all of us as well. It is our personal grafting into the tree of life. It is our passage from old to new life. It is our entrance into the kingdom of God. That is an important event. We celebrate our, our, the anniversary of our, of our whatever. We celebrate the anniversary of, the, of our marriages. We might celebrate the anniversary when we were uh, diagnosed with something. We might not celebrate but remember. We might celebrate the date that we might have gone into remission we might celebrate our birthdays but the day that you entered the kingdom of God ought to also be an important day and if you don't know that day you find out that day and you celebrate that day as an important day I was baptized January 1st uh, and I remember that day that is my baptism day And, and, and for our children we celebrate their baptism days We remind them, this is the day that you were baptized. If you don't know, go to your birthday, pick 40 days, pick 80 days, and make that your ceremonial, sacramental baptism day. Now, it is not just a formula. Baptism is not a formula. But when we teach baptism, we think, okay, water plus priest plus some magic words plus oil equals baptism and the Holy Spirit. We completely miss the idea. It's not a formula. It is a new beginning. And when we honor the sacrament, we honor it by remembering the words. And I'm going to just share with you just a few words from the baptism to remind you of the great, holy, sanctifying um, uh, blessing that we took. Not just the blessing, the new life that we took. But I have to I have to kind of pause and say, I think for us, I'm going to make a reference to the Godfather. I'm sure some of us have seen the Godfather. If you haven't, you don't have to, um, but if you have, you'll know what I'm talking. About. The end of the first the first movie of the Godfather, Michael Corleone is baptizing his child in the church. It's a very beautiful, sacred, solemn service. But during, the, during that scene, as, as the, the priest is saying, I baptize you in the name of the Father, all the mafia, that the, the family, are killing other people. It kind of goes from this scene in the church to killing outside, and this scene, and then another person is killed, in this scene, and, and you have this going from something so holy and so sacred to something so unholy, and completely opposite of what is going on in the church and why do I think this way because there is a stark irony between the, the prayers and the murders and if we forget our baptism we have that irony in our, in our lives as well not to the same degree but it is a forgetting of what we have received it is a forgetting of what we promised it is a forgetting of what we are supposed to live by now we receive the Holy Spirit on the day of our baptism. Listen to what Saint Basil says about the receiving the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit comes the restoration of paradise. Through the Holy Spirit comes our ascension to the kingdom of heaven and our adoption as the children of God and our freedom our freedom to call god father we are now given that right and our becoming partakers of the grace of christ and being called children of light and sharing in eternal glory and in a word in a word he says through the holy spirit our inheritance of the fullness of blessing both in this world and in the world to come becomes ours And he says to us, the Holy Spirit is the source of virtue. The source of sanctification. The source of illumination and spiritualization. Which leads, listen to this, which leads to becoming like God. St. Basil says this, the Holy Spirit leads to our becoming like God. Now you might say, this is Abunay, how can you talk about becoming like God? This is These words are too much. These words are exactly in our baptism. In the liturgy of the baptism that is prayed. That each one of you attended at least once. We say to Jesus, we say, O lover of mankind, no, sorry, we say to the Father, O lover of mankind, have mercy on your servant who has come to be baptized. Make him or her worthy of the grace for which they have come forward that they may receive the Holy Spirit and may be filled with your divine power and that they may be like your only begotten Son who is one with you our Lord Jesus Christ we pray this on everyone who is to be baptized may they be like your only begotten Son this is incredible that this has been prayed upon you and this is the desire of the church for you the desire uh, uh, for our lives to be fulfilled in this and what, what is this that they may be one with you this is what Jesus Christ prayed before he was crucified in John chapter 17 he says I pray for them that they may be all one even as you father are in me and I in you that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me And he goes on, he says, The glory which you have given me, I have given to them. The glory which you have given to me to be called the Son of God, I have given to them that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Today, God willing, if we live, we will have Fraction prayer that will pray these exact words. Listen carefully. The prayer, the fraction prayer, right before Holy Communion, will be prayed and will repeat these words. Will say stuff like "Mingle us with your glory." To be mingled with the glory of God is to be united with Him. And He says at the we, another prayer that from that fraction, at the turning of this bread and, and, and wine into your body and blood, our souls shall be turned into fellowship into participation with your glory and our souls shall be united to your divinity this is amazing this is amazing if before we were like the blind man we were blind afterwards we have to say we see and we understand we can't still be living as one who was blind. Meaning, living as if the granting of eyes means nothing. Or the granting of, of baptism means nothing. You know, when you, when you talk, talk about what, what are you going to do tomorrow? Whether I'm baptized, not baptized, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to take care of my kids, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, whether I'm baptized or not baptized. Right? It's my day-to-day life. It's like, What am I going to do because I'm baptized? Because I'm, gonna, I'm baptized. I'm going to remember God in the morning, and because I'm baptized, I'm going to live by His word throughout the day. Because I'm baptized, I'm going to live a life of love. Because I'm baptized, I'm going to work every moment to grow in virtue. And not to say this is who I am, this is how I, this is how I was created. I'm an angry person. I'm a temperamental person. Uh, this is how I'm going to deal with my wife. This is how I'm going to deal with my husband. This is how I'm going to deal with my children. This is just who I am. No, that's not what the Christian is the Christian is constantly changing the Christian is constantly growing in love constantly growing in the, in the gospel the words that he wrote he meant the words that he wrote and he's given to us the teachings He is going to come back again and he's going to say what did you do? and we will be judged and in that moment we'll have nothing to say because when God judges everybody else remain silent I can give no excuse but we thank God that he is a righteous judge, a good judge he knows us he knows us better than we know ourselves nevertheless let's start again this month of Tuba which this is the last Sunday has been a blessed month for us to remember our baptism and it comes at the beginning of the year January we'll have this gospel again in a few months at the, towards the end of Great Lent um, And remember this this word that I've given to you. Remember it as well as whatever will come to us that day. And let us always remember our baptism. And one last thing. When I sprinkle you with water at the end of the liturgy. It is to remind you of your baptism. That is supposed to be the same. The idea is that we are leaving church. Completely drenched in the waters of our baptism. So even to the very end. That prayer. That prayer when I pray your servants, O Lord, who are serving you and treating your holy name, bowing down to his view, That prayer at the end, before, after communion is done, the prayer that most churches don't do, I, I, I means something very important to me because that is a prayer that is prayed at your baptism. When you are baptized, the priest said, your servant, O Lord, who is serving you and treating your holy name, walk among him or her. Aid him or her in every good deed. Awaken her heart or his heart from every vile earthly thought. This is a prayer of your baptism. The water that is, that is drenching us at the end of the liturgy is reminding us of our baptism. So let us not be foolish. Let us not be lazy. Let us not be forgetful. Let us be vigilant to remember our baptism and to give glory to God so that when we are one with the Father and the Son and the Spirit, when we are one with them, the world around us will know about Jesus Christ and the world will know us as being true children of God. May God be glorified in us and through us and with us. May God be glorified now and ever and unto the age of all ages. Amen.